0: Well, Ulysses, we've heard it before, and we'll probably hear it
1: again. Randy to the rescue. He is clutch, and I don't care how many stats you show me. It's, it's true. He's clutch. Let's talk about it right now.
0: You are locked on Rays, your daily Tampa Bay Rays podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, my name is Kevin Weiss.
1: I'm Ulysses Sombrano.
0: And we are the host of the Locked On Rays podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for making us your very first listen every day. Be sure to check out and subscribe to our YouTube channel at Locked On Rays, as well as all the other podcasting platforms. We're also on Twitter and Instagram at Locked On Rays. And you can email us anytime, LockedOnRays at gmail.com. Well, the Tampa Bay Rays take down the Minnesota Twins last night by a score of 2 to 1 thanks to uh some good defense, some good pitching, and some heroics by somebody that is uh not unfamiliar with heroics in Randy Arozarena.
1: Dude, it's it's amazing how when the moment gets bright he he just shines, man. It's it's really cool, and like I said on the cold open, I know you know a- analytics are, are trying to say, hey, clutch doesn't matter. The clutch factor is is in your in your head, in your mind. Like you know, that's so wrong. It yeah. is. It's I'm I'm sorry because then if it was the same for everybody, then everybody would be the same. It's not yeah. like that. It's not like that. Some guys can. Just, just human being anatomy like uh, anatomy you, you can you, you, you can just kind of calm yourself down in in, in in a certain situation event or whatever if you can just kind of calm yourself down that heartbeat can just kind of soothe yourself and just do your job that's what Randy Roserana can do you have cold blood some guys don't have that Randy yeah. definitely has that man Randy has it. I think Wander has it. There's probably a couple other guys
0: on this team that have it. And to your point that you can't measure stepping up in the big moment and the clutch factor and all that um, might get into it a little bit more. But look at a guy like Austin Meadows. Like what he's dealing with with mental health and anxiety. Sometimes when the brights get light or you're in an unfamiliar terrain and environment, you falter. And that is certainly not the case with Randy Rosarito taking a 98 fastball down in a way and depositing it the other way. What's funny about that uh, whole situation is that I think after making contact, uh, the closer uh, or the Twins pitcher, Duran put up his finger as if it was going to be a routine fly ball for the right fielder. It's like, no, buddy, nobody's catching that. The the only person or people that are catching that are – uh, people wearing uh, raised jerseys and jerseys uh, and, and holding a beer at the same time
1: paying customers are, are, are grabbing yeah. that yeah Kepler's did...
0: not getting that one he might get to wanders but he's not yeah. getting that one
1: by the way great great catch there by kepler on on, on the wander uh, yeah hit,
0: wander but... couldn't like buy a hit he was making contact slapping the ball all over the field and uh, just could not get it worked out one way or the other
1: no, no, he couldn't. But, you know, I, I, he went, what, one for four? So he yeah. got his I guess knock. he
0: extends that hitting streak, but he could have done a lot more. And, he could uh, have been three this, for four.
1: Uh, he could have been yeah. three for four, for sure.
0: Um, yeah, not to make this a uh, Wander Franco um, bash episode because it's certainly not that and probably will never be that. But um, being picked off at first in the third inning with runners at the corners and one out and Randy Rosarena is up. Not uh, quite if, a good look. I know Randy ended up chasing a slider
1: away. It's, and way it's two outs. I have to do something, you know, that I think yeah. that's, that's, that's what that swing was about. And I would right now I'm so not angry about that pickoff, but I do you bet your bottom bleeping dollar that if the race had not come back, that's exactly what we we would all be highlighting like that's not somewhere that you got to get caught you can't get caught but you know what silver lining i loved his reaction wander's reaction you know what his reaction was when he got picked up tell me he got up real quick and jogged straight back to the dugout. No crying. No, oh, you know, no, no Neymar, you know, yeah. of of baseball, you know, no, like, oh, you know, check it. Or are, you, are we sure we want to want to take a look at this? No, no. He, he's like, no, you picked me off. I'm you got me. You got me. That's completely cool. Like, so I like that reaction by Wander. But yeah, going back to, to the W man. Uh, So, so good to have a guy like like Randy. And I know there will, you know, we, we heard from Topkin as soon as basically the Rays were eliminated that, Oh, the Rays are, are, are calling around and seeing if, if anybody's interested in Randy. And then the whole fandom was like, Oh, it would be really smart to trade Randy. We always said that would be dumb. Yeah. That would be dumb. Uh, what he provides, he was basically the second best offensive product, uh, uh, producer in the lineup behind Yanni Diaz. So how could you take him away? And, and then what replace him with what, um, Luckily, the offense is doing very, very, very well. But he's also, again, <laughs> one of the top producers. Again, so um, what he does, Kevin, I think goes beyond the whole, well, now you got to sell. You, you got to sell high. Well, his value is high. Like mm-hmm. people like Randy. He has Randy land. He has name uh, recognition across the league. That doesn't come easily for players from Tampa Bay. It doesn't. Ask Brandon Lau. People still mispronounce his name, and the dude almost hit forty home runs. Yeah, so it's not easy to get name recognition. Randy definitely has that. I, I think it would be a a silly financial move to, and baseball move to to think about trading him right now. Yeah, and knock on wood, um, he posts.
0: You can basically bounce on him to give you 145 to 150 games every year. There's not many players, especially in this era, that can do that. And not many guys on the Rays roster we've seen historically that can do that year in and year out. So that's certainly uh, to be appreciated. And it's also on the Rays staff as well to manage his workload and saying, okay, you don't have to play every single day or we're going to take you – out of the defensive lineup and just have you DH for a game and see what you can do and then get your legs back underneath you for the next day or for the next series, whatever it may be.
1: And, you know, if the Rays are serious, if, if Rays' fandom is serious about thinking that the next two to three years the window still open, which I certainly believe that it is, you have to have a guy like Randy Rosarena in your lineup to win. Yeah. Yeah. Especially, and this is why this this I I auto triggered myself by thinking about these race fans who want uh, to trade Randy. I auto triggered myself. Are but,
0: people saying that now, or are you just hearkening back to last they, offseason?
1: They're saying it less. They're saying okay. it less, but like you know, in posting boards that you can go online and and, and see what people are are, are thinking. That is like, oh well, we we that that mentality of like, well, we can't possibly afford him, and we gotta save Stu Sternberg some money, so we gotta get rid of Randy Rosarena. You have already seen what this man can do in twenty games in the playoffs. You yeah. have that. You have seen this. Why in the heck of the world would you think? You know what? I'd rather get some prospects uh, and he's, uh, he's three prospects. years older
0: and more experienced and has a better understanding of playing in the big leagues. Not it, nobody's ever going to replicate what he did in 2020, but no, we know that that's a guy that you can absolutely count on in a big moment or multiple big moments, just harken back to the world baseball classic as well. Yep. And his energy, it, it all feeds off what he does. It feeds off to Siri and wander and vice versa. The whole team gets a, a chuckle out of it i mean it's it's yeah again i think this there is something special about uh this clubhouse this year maybe more so than in past years but uh we have more to discuss but ulysses we have to tell the audience about something
1: extremely extremely important yes we do you know sometimes you might look at yourself and say hey something's missing man something is missing i i don't know what it is but something's missing And you know what that is is that you're not wearing your bird dogs Your bird dogs are missing. And you know why they're missing? Well, because you have them in your closet or you haven't ordered them online and you have to do that right now. Why? Because bird dogs make you look good. Okay, that stretchy fabric, it basically does uh, wonders for how your thighs and legs are going to look. You're going to uh, look slimmer through the thigh and then it gives you a sculpted look. I mean, and you you make yourself just feel Like you're on point and they fit way better than regular shorts because those are made with a stiff restricting cotton bird dogs fix that issue by inventing clout knit fabric that looks just like khaki but stretches so you get a slimmer fit without having to sacrifice movement you can do yoga you can go to the golf course you can go to a meeting you can hang out with friends and it's so versatile, you will love it. And besides, it has an anti-stink sweat wicking fabric that will keep you cool and dry all day long. And guess what? That's amazing because we live in Tampa, all right? So that's exactly what you need uh, for this uh, summer. So today, go to birddogs.com slash locked on MLB and enter promo code locked on MLB for a free Yeti-style tumbler with your order. That's right, you get that plus the bird dogs that you order. So go to birddogs.com slash locked on MLB for a free Yeti style tumbler using promo code locked on MLB. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you. Uh, we spotted the light on Randy
0: Rosarena, but I also think Isak Perez needs some love for what he did in this game among others, getting that, uh, Home run back at, well, yeah, the double play, uh, starting that off. Uh, I don't know if Yandy Diaz makes that play, but um, that was big. But also getting the action started in the second inning with uh, the home run on a flat 94-mile-per-hour fastball. Isak Pritt is continuing to show himself as a a stable part of this unit. And um, I don't know what it is, maybe just because there's other flashy players that he sort of gets uh, overlooked to some extent, but man, he is a, a solid part of this team. And the more and more I think about it, the more and more I realize that was a really shrewd trade that the Rays made a couple of years ago. And I didn't think it at the time, but giving up Austin Meadows for Paredes and a compensation B pick. And what has Austin Meadows done in his time with the Tigers? He's played 42 games in two years with like a 600. OPS. He's had to step away multiple times because of those mental health and anxiety issues. I don't know if that is something that the Rays saw inklings of writing on the wall, something that they had dealt with and experienced and thought there's going to be a point where it's all going to come apart and break down for him. So maybe it's best to put our chips in and and get what we can. Regardless, I would think that there had to be some sort of, um, noticeability with what Austin Meadows has in his history or what he goes through. But regardless, uh, great to have Isak Paredes on this team, nine home runs, 38 RBIs already.
1: Um, yeah. He's, he's, he's key, man. He really is. He really is. And uh, I, th- I think we saw the, what could be last year with his production, I mean, mm-hmm. I, again, he he co-led the team in home runs, and we don't talk night. about
0: that enough. That's it's kind of <laughs> shocking, quite frankly.
1: Yeah. Um. So so twenty. So what? That was his eighth, correct or ninth? I forget. That was
0: his ninth. So ninth. I I mean, he's more or less on pace to to bring twenty home runs, and he's a guy that I could see, you know, whether he's with the Rays long term or not, but continuously, like for the next six to eight years, putting together eighteen to 20... 20 18 to 22 homer seasons and being like, wow, he he did really solid. He was a, a really good number five, number six hitter for a franchise.
1: And you know, this is the thing that uh, I think in this era of OPS and home runs and exit velos, it's like, Everybody's expecting, you know, every player that you have on the lineup to have like 900 OPS. And if, if they do a 750, you're like, oh, this guy sucks. It's like, yeah, no, you're going to need a, a lineup is going to have to be made up of 750 OPS guys like it. You have to have like, there's no way unless you're like the 2019 Astros. That was, that was a stupid lineup, um, you know, or something like that. It, it's very, very difficult for you for for you to do that. Um you know, I was looking at that 9 Yankee lineup. Like, no wonder they won. Damn. Yeah. Those, those are d- ridiculous lineup, too. Um, so, well, you're going to have to g- have guys like that. And he's stepping up, man. He's not a 750 OPS guy. I mean, I think he, his OPS right now is at 830 last time I, I looked. I could be off, though, if you can check me on that. But um, I, I'm impressed about the home run. Again, he pulls it because that's what he said. He pulls him. everything. I mean, if if... I don't know
0: if the shift rules would allow it, but I would take the third baseman, the second baseman, the shortstop, and the first baseman to the left side of the infield. Have the pitcher cover first and do that. You know, take the center fielder and the right fielder and take him to the left. Just put everybody on the left side. And 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 he
1: has been pulling less than last year. uh, At least from the eye test, um, he has been at least for singles. But the power is definitely a—he's a Jose Bautista kind of guy. He well, he hits double. the ball
0: so hard. I think he can get away with it. And he was like inches, maybe a foot or two away from having a double down the line in that yeah. game as well.
1: Yeah. No. So I, I do want to give him props for for the bat. But man, let's 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 highlight that double play. Um, that double play was nasty. Uh, I mean, from his butt, he throws uh, as good a throw as you're going to do in that situation. And then Taylor Walls, who we know is a magician pulls it away from his body, and then turns around, throws a missile. I don't know how he He did that, but he did. And then Luke Rayleigh, who I don't think has been given enough of a a spotlight uh, defensively. He came through. He stretched. He picked that up. I mean, just a glorious uh, double play to kind of save Adam's butt there. Yeah, He got himself into trouble um, from the bullpen. He was the only guy that faltered. Really, I mean, everybody else, I think, did their job well. Armstrong, Chriswell, Kelly, right? Yeah, no, Armstrong, um, he put Jose
0: Siri to work a little bit and then yeah. showed that he could field on his own. Um, Kevin Kelly, I, I think there's a lot of potential with that sinker, that two-seamer. That's, that's a fun pitch to watch with uh, the angle and um, his style. Um, yeah, Jason Adam, he should be buying um, all three of those guys Uh, steak and lobster, you know, get him a little treat or two for, uh, saving his butt. And there's been times where, yeah, the defense has had to bail out the pitching staff or, a particular pitcher at a certain point in time. Um, I go back to, you know, several days ago where Jose Siri made that amazing play coming in, uh, from center field. So, um, yeah, no, that, that was huge. And, um, you know, with, uh, I, I, I don't know if Isaac Paredes is ever going to be a gold glove or anything like that, but he's he's a solid mainstay at third base, and that's all you can ask for. And that's really all you need when you have guys that are so capable like Taylor Walls and uh, Wander Franco up the middle. You can fill in the gaps. Not everybody on the roster has to be gold glove caliber, but yeah, that was... Um,
1: smooth it, hands. Yeah, just smooth really, hands,
0: man. Yeah really really smooth and um yeah and, and again a play like that that's a high pressure moment where i let this go by and the game's over yeah
1: you know, basically I, I, mean, yeah, I mean you got to turn to head after cuz you're at home but like you the lead is gone and now you have to put a, put up a, a crooked number to win yeah so you need to tie cuz right <laughs> how fast are the runners there that you know the guy from from second or you know it, it it could have gotten really ugly, man. Yeah,
0: no. So, um, again, kudos to, to to the trio there, Randy, the uh, bullpenning, so many others as well. Um, now, getting to the bad news a little bit, uh, putting a little damper on this episode. Sure. Injuries after injuries after injuries. The injury bug is catching up. I just got bit. I think everybody's getting bit. If you're a Rays fan, Calvin Fauche, Josh Fleming, more bad news for Brandon Lau. I guess it's uh what is it? Uh
1: It's a disc a
0: disc. disc herniation where uh he will be able to do no activities. While trying to get his back to calm down, that's going to be for two to three weeks, my understanding. So don't get your hopes up about Brandon Lau being a significant contributor on this team the rest of the season. The the Rays better have a plan B and plan C for uh, second base because he's certainly not hitting 39 home runs this year. I don't even know if he gets to 15, but he missed 97 games last year with a back issue. Here's another back issue thing happening. So. I
1: could see this be lingering uh, basically for the rest of the season. I will tell you this, I am no MLB player. I do not have uh, the the physicality of one, but I did have a herniated disc mm. and it it sucks. It's awful. It incapacitates you. It you cannot do anything. So the fact that he has a herniated disc and he was playing ball Maybe that's why he had some of those dropsies. He just, you know, he just right now now he can't hit. Well, and again, and this is the issue though. Like, my man, how long have you been dealing with this and not telling anybody? Come on. And I know that you want to be out there, you want to be playing, and you want to be there for your team. But like at at a a certain point, like, and I guess that's that the point came to a halt, right? Like he just said, right, right. I I got I got to get this. So I'm I'm wishing him the best, but for race fandom that has never experienced a herniated disc that's 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 serious man like that that works and you need yeah. to do so much physical therapy and you need to do a lot of core work to get your back in order um that so it's not like really you need to work on your back you need to basically make the, the muscles around your back strong that's what you need to do so a lot of core work is in his in his in his And that's future. just
0: being able to do normal everyday do activities like yeah. the laundry and dishwasher and walking Bro. the dog like we're not even talking about Swinging a bat and making extremely athletic movements.
1: No, you're not even. I'm. I'm talking about like getting in the car and not hurt. Like that's that's like stepping into the car, stepping out of the car. So like that's where he is right now. Again, he's an MLB player. He's got the physicality. He's got the trainers. He's he's going to be quicker than regular Joe Schmoes with a microphone on their face. Like I get that. I'm just saying. Yeah. With you, I'm not expecting a lot right now from yeah. from what Brendan Lau can can provide. Because um, it's
0: not like, oh, he'll be back to his normal self in a month. Because just getting back to living your everyday life, and then you have to get back into the rep and rotation, and getting adjusted to the rehab assignment. Like uh, him being able to hit a a big league fastball or breaking ball or off speed is going to be. Near impossible for the next couple months, I would think.
1: It's already been difficult for him at a top a top shape to hit breaking balls and off speed if you look yeah. at his numbers. But um look, I, I feel like it would be a lot of pressure to put us a fandom to think, oh, he's gonna be back and he's going to be awesome. Like that's not fair. So if you're one of those fans that that expects that, um that's not cool, man. I just just hope that he 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 can rehab in time and 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 feel better. Uh, but do not expect this guy to, to be the, the savior. The, yeah, yeah, no. Not, now you have to kind of think like Drew Rasmussen. That At least that's what I'm doing with Brandon Lau. <laughs> yeah. If he comes back, awesome. Gravy, cherry on top. But I'm not putting him in my plants. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I would think like I'm just ballparking it. Again, I don't have all the timelines
0: in front of me. But I would say if you get, you know, 25 to 30 solid games from Brandon Lau, it's like that should be you should be circling that and appreciating that because I just, uh, I'm not very confident at this point. Say three weeks without baseball activities,
1: right? Three weeks without baseball activities. That's my understanding. Yeah. So so then that's, that's all of June. So June's gone. So then, so then you have to give himself at least two weeks of like getting back in shape. Right. So now we're talking mid July, which already that's the all-star break. So the earliest would be post all-star break the first week, the earliest. So that's not going to happen. That's probably going to be like first week of August. Yeah, is the race, you know, do take a little bit more cautious, uh, a more cautious approach usually? So that's that's how I would earmark it is beginning yeah. of August.
0: Hopefully, uh, we can have more confidence in guys like Luis Patino and Yanni Torrenos. They'll be in action.
1: They evidently. will
0: be. Yeah. Um, how do you feel? What's your confidence level on Luis Patino? Yeah, that's a tough one because, I mean, he struggled in AAA this year. Uh, He struggled in basically all his big league action we've seen of late. I know that um, the Rays have tried to shorten him up, get him to increase his velocity. He's tried to add a two-seamer to the fold. Um, Again, I want to see what he can do just facing a couple batters and seeing if he can build up his his confidence and be – Impactful in that way, I have no ideation of him. Look, I, I this is not 2020 Kevin speaking where you know I fast forward two, three years and I say, Man, our rotation is going to be awesome. We're going to have Brendan McKay, we're going to have Luis Patino, we're going to have Joe Ryan. None of that. No, I just want him. And, and really, it, it, it is what it is. I mean, the Rays don't have a ton of other options that they can go to the well for. It's like no. you know, a, a manager at Panera Bread, everybody's calling in six. You gotta, you know, bring in a high schooler or something like that to to work the night shift. It's just, yeah. it it it's the situation that it is right now. Um, I would just hope that, um, you know, Patino can can thrive in in a very short, limited role and see what he can do from there. I mean, I'm more, as much as we talk about how much the bullpen has struggled, I mean, pretty much everybody else on that bullpen roster right now i probably have more confidence
1: in than patino at the moment um but is he a right-handed beaks as in like he's gonna face six seven batters or are you seeing him more as a one inning guy i i would see him more as a one inning guy to start but the rays may not have
0: that luxury with everybody going down it might just be a case of hey whether you're you know giving up two three consecutive homers we still need you to get these six outs so I'll be really curious to see, you know, if whether he's good or bad, how the Rays continue to infill with the roster. Are they going
1: to go out and get another Stevenson sort of a deal? Um, so to see him in low leverage situations for Bretina first, honestly, like give him the, give him a game. That's like five Oh, give him a, a game. That's kind of like wide open enough that if he gets into trouble, you can get somebody yeah. to warm up and then take him out. Like that kind of lead. Low leverage, that's exactly what I need to see from Luis Patino right now. I'm happy Johnny Torinos is getting the call back. Um, hopefully, he, he'll get the start today. We're recording early, so we don't have the confirmation yet, but he should be getting the call up to start that game against the Twins, which will be at 1 p.m. And if you want to catch all of this local broadcast, you can do it in the SXM app. Uh, the Rays are going to finish their series against the Minnesota Twins at 1 p.m. Yeah, so.
0: For Luis Patino, you want him to take on the Trevor Richards, Austin Pruitt role of, hey, five, six run turnaround one way or the other. We're either up by five or six. We're down by five or six. All right, Patino, here's your shot to show us what you got.
1: A hundred percent. Like right now, I don't trust Patino. And I don't don't think anybody that has seen his numbers uh, in MLB – or in the minors this year, should say no. I'm going to give him the ball with the game 1-0 in the eighth. Yeah. Game. No, that's that. That's silly. Um so working and, in and low again, leverage, and then hopefully he can get to that point, right? That's that's exactly what we want. We want to see if this guy can have the stuff to get to high leverage, but just start him a real low leverage. Yeah. So he's made 16 appearances in Triple A Durham this season, including
0: six starts with a 7.64 ERA in that span. He last appeared in the big leagues last season, making six starts for the Rays. Posting an eight ten ERA, so not good from that perspective. But yeah, it is what it is. Uh, you you can't uh, trade for Joe Kelly at the moment, unfortunately. I guess you could, but it probably cost you an arm and a leg. So, sure. Um, and the Rays are in a spot where they can afford to do this um, again. Their record, their record
1: is forty five and nineteen. So yeah, you can you can definitely. Um, have a, a lot more lead within a team that's like, you know, three games out of a wild card or yeah. half a game in, in at the wild card spot. So, no, again, good things for Yanni, hopefully. Good things for Luis, hopefully. Hopefully Calvin, Fauche, and um, Josh Fleming. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they both have inflammation, right? Uh, Calvin, Fauche, I think it's a tricep inflammation on the right arm. And then what inflammation as well for for Fleming. If I'm, if I'm not mistaken, I believe so. Yeah, it's it's inflammation all around. Pete Fairbanks is hip inflammation.
0: It's hip, just you know, yeah. I I would say just give him some ibuprofen and go out there and deal with it. But all I'm not in a, a doctor or a trainer by any means. But uh, hey, it could be worse. You could be the Rangers and have Jacob Degrom go on the shelf. So um, what a the Rays aren't dealing blood. with a situation like that. So yeah, yeah. Um, hopefully not. I guess we hopefully. already kind of dealt with that with our the. The uh, Jeffrey Springs and the Rasmussen and Tyler Glass now from a couple of years ago. I mean, they've they've, but you get my point. So, yeah. All right. Um, Hopefully the Rays get the dub against uh, the Minnesota Twins. We'll see what happens. And uh, for Friday, we'll have a mailbag episode and baseball trivia and name that war. So stay tuned for that. Hope you all have a wonderful day. Stay safe and we will talk to you.